Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. So here's the deal. There was no new episode of Married at First Sight this week. And so I was like, oh, I guess there's no episode for Friday. But then I had a late stage thought and that was, let me just uh, put an old episode of from my Patreon over on the main feed. And as we have been rocked, by the uh, devastating divorce of one uh, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney Schwartz, I decided to, or you decided actually, I put a call out to you guys over on Instagram um, to vote on which episode you wanted me to release on the main feed. I had you guys pick between the Vanderpump Weddings episode and the uh, part one of my Hilarion Alec Baldwin episode. series and gratefully thankfully you guys chose the Vanderpump Weddings episode because five minutes after I posted that I was like "Mm, a bitch isn't trying to get sued so keep that behind the Patreon wall if you're interested in um that four-part series on Hilaria and Alec Baldwin or one of the other over a hundred uh episodes you can uh, check that out over at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast and from here on out you're going to hear the vanderpump weddings episode this came out in gosh i think like over a year ago or maybe just about a year ago march of 2021 so who knows what i said i didn't listen back <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's all about the uh jackson Brittany, sheena and shay and katie and tom wedding r.i.p to gosh only only one remains wow 
and not the one we thought it would be. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. If you're able to, uh, scoot on over to Patreon, you can, uh, the link is in the episode description and Hey, if you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify, I would love that too. You guys have a great weekend and we'll be back with your regularly scheduled programming on Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. I, Katie, take thee, Tom. I, Katie, take thee, Tom. To be my husband. To be my husband. In sickness and health. In sickness and health. For richer and richer. For richer and richer. (laughs) Tom, do you take Katie to be your wife? Do you promise to love, honor, cherish, and protect her, forsaking all others and holding only unto her forevermore? I do. Katie, do you take Tom to be your husband? Do you promise to love, cherish, and protect him forevermore? I do. Katie and Tom, it is with a full heart and much pride and love that I now pronounce you. Hi, Patreon subscribers. Welcome to another episode of our limited series on celebrity, reality, pop culture weddings. Just a heads up, it will be over <laughs> by the end of, I'll be rounding it out by the end of the March and April will be starting on a whole new journey to be announced next episode. What I wanted to do, this is a little bit of a selfish endeavor. I, you know, I know a lot of podcasters that you listen to are Vanderpump heads, but I feel like I really am. <laughs> I really love that show. And I was feeling a little bit nostalgic and wanting to take a look back. I have been a little bit late to the game in this panini about looking back on shows, rewatching old shows. I really started off with um with a uh, Gossip Girl and that was a moment for me and I really kind of skipped out on like rewatching the housewives like so many of you guys have been doing and Vanderpump. So I decided a couple weeks ago around my birthday, actually it was my birthday. I was like, what can I do to make this birthday special? And <laughs> it sounds very sad. If we weren't in a pandemic, so I would say this is really depressing, but I'm doing my due diligence by being alone and separate and on my birthday. And so my decision was to, you know, watch season two of Vanderpump Rules. And this led me to wanting to talk about the three major weddings that we've had on the series so far. Are you guys wanting Vanderpump to come back? How are we feeling? I think we're all maybe past that stage where we're curious, where we're wondering how it's going to work. I mean, who do we even have left who's willing, who hasn't been fired? <laughs> like We have Tom and Ariana. We have Lala, I presume. I don't know if she's stated whether or not she's coming back or has a desire to come back to the show. And then we have Tom and Katie. I... You know, I think there's a great show that can be brought from that, but I don't know. And you guys, so funny. Um, uh, Y'all know I never, I famously never remember 
which one is Max and which one is Brett, but I'm pretty sure it was Brett's mother who about a week and a half ago went to the Everyone's Business But Mine Instagram page, found a post from over a year ago announcing the firing of her son and the other one from the show and she commented <laughs> why do i have to see this frowny face ma'am why are you still searching your son's name a year after he was fired from a show what do you expect girl what did you did you expect there to be new information when you saw a picture of max and brett that was very old. What did you think the caption was going to say? So maybe the question is not why am I seeing this? It's why is my son a racist? You know, I wasn't talking about him recently. What's there to say? What is there to say, ma'am? Anyway, I wanted to talk about Sheena and Shay's wedding, Tom and Katie's first wedding, I refuse to recognize that second Las Vegas wedding. It didn't happen and I don't care. And then finally, Jackson Brittany's wedding. And at the end, I will come up with, I will, you know, give my judgments appropriately as to which I think was the best based on um, categories that I'm going to come up with at the very end, just off the top of my head. So <laughs> let's start off with Sheena's wedding, season three of Vanderpump Rules. It was, you know, I always like to refresh y'all's memory and reset the scene of as to what was happening at the time. As you guys know, Vanderpump Heads, season three is one of the best seasons of Vanderpump Rules, hands down. We're coming off the heels of Tom Schwartz just admitting to making out with a girl to Katie um Kristen has flown in Anne Marie aka Miami girl to um basically admit that she had um hooked up with Tom Sandoval by the way at this point um Tom and Katie excuse me Tom and uh Kristen are not together and he is with Ariana Kristen and Ariana fully hate each other because Kristen is on a tear about the fact that Tom and Ariana um, hooked up at some point and there was a cheating scandal there. Why she thinks that she really has a desire, or, uh, you know, any sort of stake to get upset about this when I, you know, she fucked his best friend and her best friend's boyfriend while watching Crash. You know, the other just feet away from a sleeping Tom Sandoval, why she thinks that she has any ability to be judgmental of what Tom Sandoval did or did not do um, is laughable to me. This is truly like the height of Kristen's just absolute crazy Kristen. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Um, what else is happening at this point? Um, oh, Kristen has also gotten fired for telling Diana to suck a dick. And Jax is dating a 
college student named Carmen, a woman that we very saw very briefly and was obviously better than him. He broke up with her at a pizza place and she said, you're an old man. What are you doing with your life? He is trying to get her back really because there are no other prospects. Uh, Stassi is dating Patrick at this point. This is, you know, weeks before she runs off to New York and she's kind of on the outs with everybody. She has, um, she's, she and Sheena are not in a good place. So she's not invited to the wedding. Um, Katie, she and Katie are kind of in a weird place. Kristen's kind of in a weird place. Like everything's just really up in the air with everyone. Sheena is also attempting to sort of brand herself as Lisa's new favorite, her new pet after Saucy. And this is also a time where Jax's face has really started to expand. You know, like that character from uh, Family Guy, the pervy one with the dark hair, who's got that really big jaw. Like, that's where we're getting with Jax. It's really apropos of nothing. It has nothing to do with the wedding, but it felt like, you know, worth mentioning. If I'm going to paint a picture, I'm going to do the the full color scape, you know? Um, so Katie's at the end of her rope and that will, is a phrase that will come back to haunt her. She's at the end of her rope with the fact that Tom has not proposed. She is ready to get a ring on the finger. She is ready to get some babies. She wants that commitment. Now we all know that that, you know, she would be making a point if, this wasn't on the heels of Tom repeatedly cheating on her and like sheepishly having to come to her in a dark corner of some West Hollywood bar and say like, Oh, Bubba, like, Oh, I actually did cheat on you. Um, I did, um, you know, hair shuffle, hair shuffle. I did, um, make out with somebody. Oh God, Bubba, like, I love you so much, Bubba. Ugh, gross. It's also worth mentioning the person that I find most important in all of these weddings is Kristen. I like to check in with her relationship status and her mental state. Um, Kristen is now dating James, you know, the white Kanye West. And, you know, James has been pretty open about the fact that he tactically dated Kristen to get on the show. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because Kristen was using James as well. She was using him as somebody to fuck and also using him as somebody to get back at Tom because there was no way that she was going to be out here being single when Tom has the chick like Ariana on his arm, right? Their whole relationship, Kristen and James's whole relationship is comprised of getting Tom back. Tom at this point has caught on to that. He says that he feels sorry for James and he has decided to kind of take James under his wing and kind of a, I feel for you. I understand what you're going through right now. And I just want you to know that Kristen is still reaching out to me. She's still heavily invested in me in a way that I think as your boyfriend, you should be upset about. And I just need you to know that I need you to know all the information before you continue to be in this relationship because I like you, man. I really like you. So Sheena has a wedding coordinator 
lady named Danielle that you see often being berated by Sheena and scurrying around in the background in a black and white polka dot dress. She says, you know, I have the wedding coordinator, but I've basically been planning my wedding since I was two. Sheena's determined to make this wedding both extremely budget, but also pretty bougie. So in walks Danielle, Sheena's coordinator, and Sheena's like, you know, normally coordinators go for about ten dollars to $15,000. I found this random woman on Instagram for a $3,000 fee. So, okay, we're getting what we're paying for, right? She also is asking uh, LVP to provide not only 300 bottles of Vanderpump Rosé, but also... The Vanderpump Vodka. And I was wondering, does she still make Vanderpump Vodka? I don't remember anybody having actually tried it. I think Vanderpump, Vanderpump Vodka must be exclusively sold in, you know, her restaurants. Like, that's the vodka that you get when you order a pump teeny. Sheena's going to be... <laughs> fun. This isn't funny. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> it's the glee for me it's the glee that she announces to lvp that she is funding her wedding um on lawsuit money settlement money so i did a little digging because i couldn't remember what this lawsuit was there were two lawsuits that came up but it seemed like one is worth mentioning but it's not the settlement that she got but I mean, I just i've never been in a situation where i've gotten a, a settlement from a lawsuit so for the fact that Sheena apparently has had several of these situations and has come up financially from them. Like, good for you. Good for you. So the first lawsuit that I found in my research was actually from 2004. Sheena worked at Hooters and she was part of a class action lawsuit alleging that the girls were being videotaped as they were dressing, changing clothes. And they accused Hooters, uh, Hooters and I believe West Covina, California, of sexual discrimination and harassment and intimidation, all those sorts of things. But it seems like the settlement that she's referring to is the one that she talks about on the show. And the reason why she has a falling out with Saucy is that she was at a bar drinking. Um, they were about to leave. The floor was wet, slippery, and they fell. She fell and a friend of hers fell. Sheena ended up uh, having to have several surgeries uh, she got an infection because of it. She broke her teeth, her fr two front teeth and a couple of others rolling around in there. And yeah, she had to have a stem cell graft to get a dental bridge on. It was like pretty extensive. Stassi had been making fun of her in the beginning of season two, I believe Stassi or maybe it was three Stassi and Sheena really get into it because Sheena felt abandoned by Stassi because Stassi did not call or text her on the day of her surgery. Stassi says, this surgery really wasn't a big deal. You're being really dramatic about it. But Sheena says, I was in surgery for six and a half hours. Like, not a, not a single call or nary a text from you. So, <laughs> that's where we're at. Sheena says that her wedding budget went from $30,000 to $90,000 and... Her settlement will be covering that. So the next scene we see Sheena gifts, Sheena's gifts to her bridesmaids, which is like a very 
uh, you know, 20, I think she got married in 2014. It's a very 2014 gift. Remember when pimp cups were such a big thing? What a moment. But she basically gifts her bridesmaids with these somewhat pimp cuppy style wine glasses that are hand, they look to be hand painted. They're just like, you know, it looks very home goods, very TJ Maxx. It has these like voluptuous, big titty cartoon women. And even the boobs have, they're stuck on. So the bodies are painted on the glass, but then these boobs are like bolted on. They look like flesh colored M&Ms that were painted in the likeness of each woman. Katie is not a bridesmaid, but she is at this gathering and Sheena gives her with a personalized solo cup with her name on it and black and white polka dots. It's a kind of solo cup that is thick and reusable and has a wine stem at the bottom, like a solo cup looking wine stem at the bottom. Just class all the way. She even gives her a bottle of tequila. Honestly, Katie won. She's the one who got a sturdy plastic cup (laughs) with a nice base on it and free liquor. I want to know if any of those girls still have that glass. And I actually might DM Ariana and ask her if she still has it. Um, I'm going to do that now and see if she writes me back by the end of this recording. (laughs) All right. I've put the tech, the tweet in and we'll see if she responds by the end of this. So Tom has taken it. Sandoval has taken it upon himself to be Shay's personal stylist for the wedding. I have been saying that, You know, if we can uh, walk through Kristen's relationship status through these weddings, we can also walk through Tom Sandoval's evolution as a, the ultimate groomsman. He truly, like, I've never felt that somebody has fumbled a bag more than Tom Sandoval. He should have come up with partnered up with some kind of men's grooming company or something to do like the ultimate groomsman kit, something that will come, you know, that's like discreet and looks very, you know, like butch and straight, like an ax bottle, but it has like all of the things that you don't think that you need that you might like at the end of, um, Jack's wedding, he had had tampons. Like he had really evolved. He has, extra ties, extra pieces of clothing, extra shirts, sewing kits, buttons, all these sorts of things. And honestly, it's a brilliant thing. I don't know much about the wedding industrial complex, but I, surely they would have to have something like this. And who better to be the face of the gentleman's uh, groomsman kit than Tom Sandoval? Why, why did he not do that? It's a brilliant idea. Anyway, um, like I said, he's taken it upon himself to be Shay's personal stylist for the wedding. He got his tux jacket embroidered (laughs) on the collar. It says Shay. So at the end of the evening during the reception, if Mike Shay is feeling a little footloose and fancy free, then he can pop that collar and everybody will see in green lettering, all caps, Shay on his neck. Shay is so excited about this. He truly is like, he makes Tom try on the jacket so that he can view it 
the way everybody else would view it. <laughs> How do we feel about Mike? Because in watching these episodes, I, I just don't know what sort of opinion I'm supposed to be having on Mike. I, you really can't get a feel for his vibe, his energy, his personality, other than he's clearly like, Cali dude who has one to two black friends from high school that he still kicks it with and they're in the studio and they're making beats you know and they're they're, they're doing this like uh what was the name of that group who did Corona and Lime Shwayze? Shwayze. <laughs> They're like, he makes Shwayze type music. God, what happened to Shwayze? <laughs> what a time that was. Corona and Lime. Oh my God. Um, So, obviously, there's drama between Ariana and Kristen, like I said before, because of the cheating rumors. It makes everything really uncomfortable. So, what happens was is that Kate Kristen is not part of the wedding party, but we all know that nobody loves a wedding more than Kristen Doty. I mean, I've never seen anybody more emotionally invested in other people's matrimony and nuptials more than Kristen. Like she feels a lot. She feels a lot. And so she and James are not there obviously to get ready with all the bridesmaids. So Sheena realizes that she had forgotten her gift of a boudoir style photo session for Shay. She left it at the apartment. It is absolutely paramount that she get this at the venue. So she calls Kristen because she knows that Kristen will go above and beyond. It's wedding day. She will go above and beyond to do what she's had to do for the bride. Right? So she texts Kristen. Hey. I left my gift for Shay at the apartment. Can you go pick it up? Absolutely. Ariana's freaking out because she's like, I really don't want this chick in my space at all. I don't want her here. And Sheena's like, calm down. Like, she's not going to murder you. You're fine. Okay. So Kristen gets it. And somehow this turns into her feeling like she is entitled to getting her own full glam hair and makeup done <laughs> because she did this simple, uh, errand for Sheena. Hilarious. Jax, of course, is fully fighting the idea of getting married at this point. And we see in one of these interstitials, I miss those interstitials and I honestly wish Bravo would bring those back. I think I like them. I feel like a lot of people don't, but I always liked them. But in this particular interstitial, um, Jax says that he thinks that he's going down the George Clooney path when it comes to getting married later in life. And he goes on this whole rant about being married to a human rights lawyer. And oh my God, that must be so boring. And what do they talk about? And, you know, she's not as good looking as the other people that George dated. And, you know, okay. You know, years later, you know, like, what are, where are you, girl? Where are you, Jax, Jason? Where are you having repeated, com like you're having to binge watch friends over and over to keep the conversation going with your wife. 
So how is that working out for you? Um, so we have to talk about the dress, right? We have to talk about the dress. Sheena reveals that her Aunt Dee made the infamous pearl crop top wedding dress because Sheena says that uh, crop tops are her thing. She's known for crop tops. <laughs> I love Sheena's like just overinflated self sense of self. It's I love it. It's so exciting to me. It's so thrilling. It's just to be able to float through life thinking that people know you as a woman who wears crop tops and you're really going to bring it to them at the wedding with the ultimate pearl laden crop top for your wedding. It, it's a choice. I, I would like to live in that world. I would like to live in that world even for a moment, you know, the dress is bothersome to me. The crop top honestly is not the issue for me. The issue for me is that the top looks nothing like the bottom right like it doesn't match for me it's like she went selena on top and sister wife at the bottom and it just doesn't flow for me so i know people roast that dress that's my official take because i know you know i'm known for takes and so i know that you wanted it okay <laughs> um Gosh, the meltdowns, the meltdowns that we get from Sheena. She has a full on meltdown because they are 10 minutes behind schedule. 10 minutes. It ends up being about 20 minutes. Now, to me, a 30 minute window for a wedding ceremony is fine. It's certainly nothing to be freaking out over. So the reason why she's freaking out the guys are late. The guys are a little bit behind schedule. She goes downstairs, but then she goes down a set of stairs that the place is so complicated. Kaylee Cuoco got married there, by the way. I don't know which wedding it was, but it was noted that she did get married there. Um, the place is so complicated that she <laughs> goes down a set of stairs, but it's the exact wrong set of stairs because the guys are going to have to walk by her. Of course, she does not want Shay to see her. So she refuses to go back upstairs and instead opts to hide in a utility closet with no air conditioning. She's freaking out. She's saying, I'm not, I'm not zen anymore. <laughs> I can't do a Sheena accent or impersonation. That was really bad. It was really bad. And I admit that. Okay. Um, then she has another freak out because... Tina, remember Tina, the first black to be featured on Vanderpump Rules, comes back to sing, um, oh my gosh, what song was that? Oh, Fool's Rush In. <laughs> the, the things that seem to trigger Sheena the most are the music. Something about the music. So at this point she's triggered because Tina started singing Fool's Rush In early. That was supposed to be the song that Sheena's going to walk down the aisle to. Now, Tina's singing the song in French. And Sheena is adamant that she walked down the aisle at the exact right moment when the right lyrics are being sung. Sheena, who in this audience 
knows French other than Lisa Vanderpump. Nobody is going to understand the significance. <laughs> Sheena, you don't even speak French. So nobody's going to understand the significance of these lyrics when they literally don't know what's being said. Um, I only knew it was Fool's Rush In because of the melody. Girl. So Tina has to sing the song over again. Fully over so Sheena can have her moment. A moment that is important to absolutely nobody but her. Oh my goodness. It's so funny to me. So funny. So Danielle, if you guys all know, Danielle, the wedding planner, um, almost a year ago today, went on a whole Instagram story rant about the, what really went happened, what, what really happened behind the scenes, how she basically was an innocent in this whole situation, how Sheena was a monster and how she really has her shit together. But it was, she was a victim of Sheena and also production. So here's a little bit, I mean, she went on all like hours, y'all, all day long. She was watching the show, watching the special and commenting on it. So here's a little too long, don't read, that I found from Reddit about it. So according to Danielle, um, she had a, a, a timeline, but production basically fucked it up, right? Um, she said production would do things like moving the chairs that Sheena was bitching about. They had guys in a different part of the building, so the planner didn't know where uh, they were. She says that she was only hired to coordinate the day of activities that she was not there planning the entire thing. So also (laughs) Sheena's DJ was a big point of contention because Sheena at the rehearsal ends up freaking out about all the music was played too early. I wanted to walk out to this song and Shay and I had this like sort semi choreographed dance. We were going to walk out again to the right exact lyrics. So it would be all significant or whatever. So apparently the DJ was hired by one of the bridesmaids. The DJ showed up wasted. He played whatever the hell he wanted and he basically didn't follow protocol whatsoever. So everything that happened with the music was his fault. Um, She really talks about how Shay was super nice, how awful Sheena was. She told Sheena to hire extra staff because they were doing a, you know, here's the ceremony and then we're going to switch it up for the reception. She told her to hire extra staff to move those chairs to the reception area sheena said no because it costs extra money so danielle who was pregnant at the time had to move all 300 chairs by herself excuse me she had three assistants so it was four women that had to move all 300 chairs by themselves in the heat she's pregnant production complained to her that the chairs weren't moved fast enough apparently sheena's mom erica was a bitch and yeah she just said instead of enjoying the moment enjoying her wedding sheena really got caught up in all of the things that weren't happening for her things that nobody was really going to pick up on anyway so that's the crux of that 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. An incredible moment. Kristen is reflecting after the wedding ceremony and she says that Sheena and Mike are the perfect match because Sheena's faithful and Mike kisses her ass. (laughs) Clearly Stassi, like I said, was not invited. So she's with Christina. Is that that girl's name? Christina to me, like, is just such a non-factor pretty face you know great gowns beautiful gowns but she really never brought anything to the table so Christina and and Saucy are looking at the photos that people had sent her of the wedding she says that the the crop top wedding dress was the ugliest fucking wedding dress she's ever seen in her life and that it looked like a slutty girl's quinceanera dress (laughs) then we see shorts take Katie aside during the reception and he says, you know, I understand we've been through a lot. I just want to say that I care. And then he pulls out the infamous ring on a string, something that causes Katie to cry immediately, but not in the way that he hoped. She's like, you know, I want to get engaged. You know that the only ring that I ever want from you is an engagement ring. Why are you giving me this ring on a string? And he's like, I know, I know. I know I fucked up. I know this is not what you wanted. I know that this is the exact opposite of what you wanted. But I'm giving it to you anyway. Bubba, don't cry. (laughs) You know, in... At the time, I recall thinking, my goodness, Katie is really desperate. Really sad. Really pathetic. Um, and it's hard to watch and those feelings really remained, but it's a little bit different now viewing it as a more mature woman, you know, the mature woman that I am today. Obviously Tom was just biding his time. And even though I feel like a woman shouldn't be so well not a woman. I'm not gonna put this on women people shouldn't be so desperate to get married that it starts fights you know <laughs> like it's kind of a shitter get off the pot situation for me um 
another highlight of the wedding is that Kristen punches James. Um, she's very mad at James because he got drunk and he dared speak to Tom Sandoval. James brought up these text messages that he saw to Kristen and she gets upset. She ends up leaving, trying to leave with her trainer named Trevor, a guy who looks like every bit of the 2014 hipster man that you, you know, that, that log cabin hipster, the guy who has the heavy beard and, you know, the Hitler haircut and he's really strong and he's got a lot of tattoos. You know, he looks like every man, every man who wanted to look hot in 2014, right? So she goes to leave off in an Uber with this himbo, basically. <laughs> James gets mad. He tries to follow her in the parking lot. She keeps yelling, get away from me, get away from me, get away from me. He refuses. And so she smacks him in the face, both with an open fist and a closed fist, and then walks away. And that's the end. <laughs> Sheena makes everybody pick up the trash from the surround the venue the night after or the day after, which is like, girl, I'll tell you one thing right now. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do that. Sorry. Hire extra people. You can hire what? How much would it have cost, cost her to hire Three people to pick up after the wedding. $200? $300? Pay all, pay all of them $100. For three hours of work. What? That's like $30 an hour, right? You, you can do three extra $100. Anyway, I, I don't know. I'm getting upset about a, a relationship that hasn't even lasted. <laughs> so let me move on. I, I got a couple details about the wedding. That they had a taco enchilada and fajita buffet for dinner. And the first dance was <laughs> um, Savage Gardens, I Knew I Loved You, that transitioned right into Best I Ever Had by Drake. Yeah. Uh, wow. Girl Talk has nothing on Sheena Shea. I'll tell you, that's a mashup that we can all appreciate. All right, guys, let's move on to Tom and Katie's wedding. So the things that we have to remember... At this point in the show, we're at season, I believe, five. Um, at this point, Sheena is now fully delusional and thinking that she is um, getting away with this idea that she and Mike are the best they've ever been. They, you know, when I kiss him, I get nervous. It's like those waves, you know, just like the first time, just like early in our, on in our relationship. And she's really trying to convince people that everything is fine in their relationship. But Mike is just in the stew. He's always at the studio all the time, right? Um, Katie and Saucy are fully in the swing of slut shaming Lala. Um, Tom, <laughs> I feel like we don't give enough credence to this. Tom is so, Schwartz, is so disrespectful of Katie and her wishes. He has decided to ask Ariana to be one of his groomspeople, despite the fact that Katie doesn't like her. 
<laughs> they don't like the fact that Ariana has taken Lala under her wing, that Ariana has decided to befriend Lala because, I don't know, she doesn't care about slut-shaming. And Katie feels some type of way about that. Stassi feels some type of way about that. The fact that Schwartz would ask... <laughs> Ariana to be part of the wedding party is so fucking funny to me. It's so disrespectful. And I don't mean, this has nothing to do with Ariana, obviously. Like, it's just so rude. (laughs) What would you do if your partner invited somebody that you did not fuck with to be in your wedding party? The man has no respect for her whatsoever. It's truly funny. Um, did you guys see last, this is like last month, he did a TikTok with that song, How to Save a Life by the phrase that who, you know, the where did I go wrong? It was, the caption <laughs> was like, when you befriend the weird girl at work and now you're married. <laughs> And then he pans over to her where she's doing some sort of like harmonica app on her phone and her phone is like halfway in her mouth. And then she says, stop filming me. (laughs) Why are they still together? Why are they still together? They're like bros. They're like bros who happen to get married. It's strange. Anyway. Um, Jax has just moved Brittany into a studio They might have moved into that apartment building that they all lived in for a while. He is, like, fully into... He's fully cheating on her, right? And he's shaming her, and he's saying, I do so much for you. I pay for everything. You barely do anything. Why can't you make me a sandwich? Um, You know, all, all the misogynistic hits. Even goes off on her in front of her own mother about how lazy and fat she is and how I think there's something wrong with her. This was, you know, right around the time of Jackson, Brittany, take Kentucky. One of the most cursed spinoffs of Bravo history only to be defeated by, uh, the show. What do they call it? Relationship. Good Lord. What a choice they made. <laughs> um, Stassi's back from New York She's still kind of trying to make things work with that monster Patrick, but they are breaking up and making up every minute of the day. Um, Tom Sandoval has his white blonde extensions. What a moment that was. (laughs) Um, Lisa, you guys remember when Lisa gave Katie and Tom basically like a one week ultimatum being like, you guys have to completely get your relationship together. Otherwise, I'm not going to officiate the wedding. And somehow, in that seven-day period, she has decided, all hail Queen Lisa, has decided that they're on good footing now. And that she will stop withholding and will officiate their wedding. So thank God that Wednesday wedding can continue without a hitch. Jax is a full-on full meltdown because Tom's triplet brothers, my gosh... My gosh, they missed their flight. They were supposed to surprise Schwartz with the brothers. I've always been really confused. Like, we've all had questions about the brothers. Yeah, but I would like to open that up. And I just have always felt like we didn't get answers from Schwartz about the family as a whole. 
he said that his father had he didn't like to travel so he didn't come i believe he has a sister who did not attend or maybe she did the brothers would not have attended had it not been for jackson tom and i just think that that's strange right like what's i just want to know more information about all of that so tom sandoval has also missed his flight because he forgot his suit back at home but he shows up thank god as they're tubing with 50 12 packs of coors light so that's 600 coors lights and 10 cases of blue moon so we're talking almost a thousand units of alcohol (laughs) That he has shown up with for the next 36 hours. Later, uh, Kristen employs Carter, that Boston terrier of a man, Carter, to head out and get them an additional five handles of tequila. This is in addition to all the other alcohol and liquor that they brought. My God. What are these people's livers? I They need to do a case study. They need to have like that bodies experiment that used to be popular years ago. I want to see all of, I want to see Shep's body. You know, like who's, who's from pop culture's body? Would you like to see like what reality and celebrity has done to you? Shep is number one for me, Jax. Um, definitely Schwartz. I I need to know more about what Schwartz is on and how frequently he is on them. Um, If I do like a top five of Bravo celebrities, that's three. Um, Catherine Dennis of Southern Charm would be one of them. And I'm going to say Mary, Mary Cosby. (laughs) Mary Cosby from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Those are the people I I want a, an, an investigation on. I want a forensic pathologist to tell us what what has been happening all these years. What are they on and how long they've been on it. Anyway. Um, Katie and Sandoval don't get along. Excuse me. Sorry. Kristen and Sandoval obviously don't get along. So Kristen has it in her mind that she is the number one maid of honor even though katie asked both herself and stassi kristen is trying to you know like justify the fact that she's not standing next to katie during the nuptials because she says that she and sandoval don't get along but she knows in her heart that she's really the number one bridesmaid um sandoval tells a heartwarming story about how the first time Katie came over to their apartment. Tom decided to roast Schwartz and put a bunch of porn on the back of the door so that when Katie opened the bedroom door, or closed the bedroom door, rather, that she would see all that porn. And here they are today, getting married. Getting married. What a romantic story. Um, I think, you know, even though I just talked about Schwartz's family not being there. I think we can all agree. The creepiest thing was that two of the guests were Craig and Blythe of the formerly titled Pumped Podcast. Have you ever seen a stranger man than Craig? The answer to that has to be no. (laughs) I, ooh, 
You know, he looks like, you know, when that, <laughs> you know, when that sea creature, <laughs> let me find out what the name of the sea creature is. So you can just, you can get on my level. He looks like a blobfish. Just Google image search blobfish and then look up Craig from the Pumped podcast. And, you know, I don't like to say mean things. I just like to speak the truth. And that's that's just the truth. And I'm sorry. And I also think it's very sad that, like, years after this wedding, Craig would continuously post throwback Thursdays of him at the wedding. Like, it's just sad. He's a grown-ass man. He's a grown-ass man. Anyway, um, as a side note, we get a, a thread of, like, Pandora and Jason, and do we feel like they're the... Maybe I'm not saying anything new. Maybe I've heard this before, but in my rewatch, I'm like, gosh, they're really, like, the Ivanka and Jared of the Vanderpump Rules universe. Do y'all see that? I'll see that. Anyway, um... Like I said, Tom came equipped in this wedding. He came with shirts, ties, full outfits for the triplets. He came with a level 32 hairspray, which he says is the strongest that you can get on the market. (laughs) Tom Sandoval and his relationship to hairspray is something that we, it's an underrated relationship that we don't talk about enough on the show. Um, We should also talk about Lisa's wedding choices her wardrobe choices during these weddings because it's always black. She always goes with black. I noticed if for Sheena's wedding, she went for like a Versace kind of S and M think like Gianni Versace, like early nineties hardware. It is a slinky. I mean, the, the lady's got body. She's got a great body, but it's a very tight fitting, long dress with a deep V, a real deep V. And then on the V, there's a strap. There are two straps um, going, just grazing the top of her breasts. And those have gold metal grommets on them, right? Very sexy. Very sexy. Um, This wedding... You know, she's taking it a little bit more serious. We're going a little bit more conservative because she's actually going to be officiating the wedding. Um, This time looks like she's, like, picked up the phone. Ryan Murphy is called. I'm going to be auditioning for American Horror Story Coven. I don't know why. (laughs) She's decided to go with this look, but here we are. I mean, and in, she's got like a, you know, like a, a messy little updo and, you know, like a Stevie Nicks bell sleeve. And she, in the scenery of being in the woods, it just felt like a complete witchcraft moment. Okay. We have to admit that the best dressed person, hands down, on through all of these weddings is Ariana. Ariana's tux look as a groom's person, groom's woman, so cute. So cute. She had that big braid in her hair. The pants were tailored perfectly. Her heels looked great. It was just a really classy, like, I love a woman in a suit. And she really did it well. She really did it well. Um, 
I have to admit that I never noticed that Katie, her bouquet looked like a dome of styrofoam that she stuck a bunch of like pins and elaborate brooches, 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 brooches in. Wow. What a choice. What a choice that was. Did I like her dress? Mm. <laughs> Did I $15,000 that she spent on it liked it? No. Did I... It's it's really hard with Katie because we all know that she frequently puckers her puckers and pouts her way into like one outf- awful outfit after the other. The dress was fine. It was perfectly fine. It was very trendy. It was very of that time. Um, she looked better than the other two. Better than Brittany. Better than Sheena. And that's really all I can give her. So Tom starts off his vows by ripping up a piece of paper and being like, oh, I don't need this. I got it right on top of the dome. And then he does a a little, a bit of a comic move by pulling out another piece of paper and being like, no, I actually do need the vows. People were going on and on about how his vows were so great, how his vows blew Katie's out of the water. Even she admits that his vows were way better than hers. In rewatching this, I'm like, okay. I mean, most of it was just talking about Hollywood. Hollywood relationships, how they don't last, how they've really beat the odds. And, you know, I thought we would just be another couple over there in La La Land who couldn't make it work. But here we are. Here we are. (laughs) You keep talking about Hollywood like you don't regularly have panic attacks um, at any sign of commitment at all. Remember that panic attack he had at, um, at Pump? When he was supposed to uh, uh, bartend for one night as an audition. Couldn't handle it. The first drink, he left. (laughs) So, to talk about him as though they're Brad and Angelina. These two hardworking A-listers. When hardly either of you leave the couch is uh, generous. It's a generous estimation about what you guys are contributing. I will say that. At the end, he tells Katie, I've honestly never loved you more than this moment. And it's like, yeah, that was probably the most honest thing that you've ever said. Nobody thinks that you have loved Katie more than this moment when you guys are getting married. <laughs> you've you've made that abundantly clear, sir. Thank you. Um, so, you know, Sandoval in that iconic moment is so overwhelmed with emotion that he wipes his face with butter. And by that, I mean the dog, not the food. Turns out two sketchy partnerships were made that day because this is the episode in which Lisa tells Sandoval and Schwartz that she is interested in partnering with them for Tom Tom. Something that, I mean, I feel like we all became sort of like business lawyers, contract lawyers, trying to figure out, okay, why should they have to pay in if you're using their name? Why is this happening? Why are you having this sort of gentleman's contract? Why are we not putting things down on paper? When are they going to be getting paid? What's happening with that? I would love to know what's going on with Tom Tom these days. These days. I have it on good authority. I don't know if I told you this, but um, I have it on good authority 
that Thomas Sandoval was very upset in the beginning, like over the last summer, he was very upset that they were not having cameras up uh, during the quarantine and during the shutdown because he felt, rightfully, I believe, that um, this was like an unprecedented time for the restaurant industry. And he felt like this was a great thing to show on television. And I fully agree with him. Um, Has we seen on a show how the restaurant industry has been affected? I don't think we have. I think that would have been great. I really do. Um, Of course, we know that Tom and Katie did not legally get married that night. And again, they had, you know, wedding number two, which I refuse to recognize because I think it's just so lame. And it was just such a, it was one of the worst episodes of all time. Um, Jax and Brittany are together at this point, like I said earlier, and Jax tries to manipulate Brittany first by sitting her down and saying, you know, I don't think this is going to work. And she's like, what? Jax, what do you mean? And then he's like, oh, JK girl, actually, I just wanted to let you know that I have every intention of marrying you and we're on that track and it's just a matter of time. She's like, oh, Jax, you got me crying, Jax. Um, there was also a lot of tears happening this episode with Ariana because, and Tom Sandoval, because he, you know, really wants to get married and have kids and lock that whole thing down. And we all know that she, you know, marriage and children are not an interest of hers and he gets emotional. She gets emotional. She and Stassi have an emotional moment with one another in which they become friends it's it's a whole thing. Um, the best part of the whole wedding, I have to say, personally, was Katie had hired a yacht rock band for the reception. And they're playing Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung. And yeah, I did know who that was by. <laughs> Tom has pulled out yet another surprise. If it's not the triplets, he has pulled out that horn, that damn horn. And he has decided to do a performance that nobody really asked for a surprise performance just blaring just blaring that horn into the ear of the <laughs> singer <laughs> and you see the singer at one point and say right in my ear guy like you have to stop <laughs> i love sandoval for this so then at the end of the episode we get a three month later card showing up on the screen and we've seen ashina going over to lisa's home to tell her that Shay has basically bounced. He left for six days. He was MIA. She couldn't get a hold of him. When he got back, he moved out. He went to his parents' house and that's where he is now. She's also heard from a friend that uh, Mike is no longer sober. And this was, I think, didn't really get enough attention at the time. She says that her friend told her that he was using Adderall, but then Mike told Sheena that what he was really doing or what she was under the impression was happening is that basically <laughs> Shay was doing some illegal shit and was being like the middleman in procuring drugs for other people. So that's what she thought he was doing, but really he was keeping them for himself. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. That is a very dark admission. 
He also cleared out one of their bank accounts. So then we have another scene where, I mean, Sheena tells LVP, like, I'm done. And LVP basically goes in on her and is like, your relationship has been bad since this marriage began. And you need to get out of it and do what you got to do. Um, so then we have our final scene of the season. Sheena and Shay get together. He comes over to the apartment. He seems very high. His eyes are bloodshot. He swears that he's sober. He is is saying he can't live without her. And she's like, what's going on? When you're at the studio all night, how are you doing that? How are you able to do that when you're sober? without the assistance of drugs. And he's like, Oh, you know, me and my boys, we, we have passion for music. We're just in here making beats. And you know, our drive is what's keeping us up at night. Okay. Um, she tells him I'm going to be filing for divorce on Friday. He starts crying and saying like, you know, she says some relationships aren't forever. And he's like, but I thought this one was okay. (laughs) You feel bad for him, especially when you find out he says later, um, he said later that he was under the impression that they were going to have a like, what are we doing conversation, possibly getting back together. He basically said that he was brought there under the guise of like, there was still a potential light at the end of the tunnel with them, not knowing that Sheena had already set into motion the divorce. So she basically blindsided him when he got there. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. So let's talk about a little bit about the details of the Tomcat wedding. Um, their wedding song, <laughs> dark. Their wedding songs was uh, Nat King Cole's L-O-V-E, like Ella's for the way you look at me, right? And Katie says that it's their song because six months into her relationship, they went on a week-long break. And she was crying during this break and he started singing the song. And so now that's why that's their song. Okay. Okay. Um, that Wednesday wedding ended up costing about $51,000 with 12. There were varying reports on whether it was 12 or 15,000 that she spent on that dress. But part of that went towards Katie's dress. We'll just put it that way. Um, you know, even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I I mean, is it an improvement from Sheena's wedding? Yes. I have to say that, like, 
you know, the, the destination wedding has really become a thing in the past few years. I have to say that I think I enjoy it more than just your standard, we're going to go on a Saturday and be home by nine. I kind of like it more. It's more of an experience. You get to hang with your friends. You don't have to worry about who's going, who's driving home and how you're going to get home. Like it's, it just makes things a lot more convenient and it turns into a vacation. I am a fan of the destination wedding. I have to say, I really do. But maybe that's because I have like a good close group of friends where like we don't get to see each other very often because we're all in other parts of the country at this point. So it's like a double thing of like, I can see my friends and also like, it's not really about the wedding, you guys. (laughs) It's more about the vacation. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our over to Versailles, Kentucky for our wedding at a castle called the Kentucky Castle. Let's set up where we are. It's season eight. Kristen is in the midst of a big fight with Katie, Lala, and Stassi over Carter's presence in the wedding and also his presence in their life and frankly, my life. And Katie and Stassi have basically vowed to stop dealing with Kristen once the wedding is over. Jax is basically holding Tom's groomsman status over his head. It's also worth mentioning that Brittany has completely given into the wedding day fantasy, despite the fact that her future husband is Jax. (laughs) There was also the infamous homophobic pastor gate that happened that resulted in uh, one Lance Bass of NSYNC to be the officiant. Lisa's wardrobe choices this year seem to have been... um, You know, like if last wedding I said she looked like an extra in American Horror Story Coven, now she looks like she's Grand Supreme. She's got her Kentucky Derby style hat. She has a pearled um, headband. I don't know if she got that from from Sheena's wedding veil, bridal veil. It's under the hat. It's a lot of look. It feels almost like... um, you know, like Lisa's version of the formation video, right? She's got Marmite in her bag swag. Okay. Um, it goes without saying that this is the most lavish of the three weddings, not just because Jack's repeatedly lets us know that he spent over a hundred thousand dollars on it, but you know, it's also very star studded. We have everybody from, you know, Louisville's King Larry Burkhead to Shep from Southern Charm. Didn't Jack say that Shep ended up getting the most drunk? He was like the most drunk wedding guest at their wedding. I believe that. I believe that. Jack's has not invited his mother. As we know, there's still drama because he's mad at his mom for reasons that have been explained, but still don't quite make sense to me. He has employed his aunt and his godmother to be the one who walks him down the aisle but lest we not forget, we've Ron, Jax's dad is also in attendance in in that box. Okay. You guys, you know, there's part of me that feels very uncomfortable talking about Jax and his relationship to his, you know, deceased father. But also as somebody who has a deceased father, I feel like I am allowed to say these things and have these opinions. His relationship of, you know these like rituals 
that happened because of his father are very weird and it's just very performative. Like I understand that sometimes people who have had parents who have passed away, they will bring their parents, their cremated remains to the wedding. I've seen it happen. He's not the first person to do that. But did we have to have like, oh, my dad's favorite meal are a a hamburger and fries and a Coke. And so I have to drink that. And, you know, I have to have a moment with my father before the wedding night. And didn't he like, I think during the reception, he ended up leaving the night before so he could hang out with his dad. And it just is like, he's trying so hard to be Jaxie good boy, Jaxie, Jason. And, you know, he's saying, you know, I, I, I thinking about my dad, but I know that I am now the man that he uh, raised me to be. Mm. <laughs> I just feel like every moment I'm waiting for the news to drop, the headline to drop that Jax is just, lost it. I'm expecting a Coney 2012 style breakdown in which we find Jax naked and disrobing somewhere in Valley Village. Like he is really white knuckling it through trying to be like this good reformed son of Ron. And it's weird to me. And It's weird to me because he thinks that he's tricking people into thinking that he's a good person, that he's changed, but he hasn't. We, and you don't have to, like, I mean, I would prefer that Jax be a completely different person than he is, but that's not going to happen. So let's just stop pretending, you know, let's just stop pretending. Um, there, Brittany is like fully adopted this like, uh, yuck, yuck. (laughs) like open mouth agape smile for the occasion like just really yucking it up isn't she she's like "Ah, ah." (laughs) just expect every noise that comes out of her mouth just like ah y'all i'm getting married y'all i can't i can't with this woman i cannot i'm so glad they're gone not that it matters that they're gone from the show, but I'm glad that they're gone. It just, it makes me sleep better at night. Um, the night before, Stassi revealed to LVP that Katie and Tom are not actually legally married, that they did not turn in the paperwork that needed to be signed. And so Lisa is trying to act like she has stake in the game. And how dare you guys do this to me? I'm the one who officiated your wedding. I gave you everything that you could have possibly needed. Oh, Katie, Tom, how could you do this to me? Okay. She's trying so hard. I mean, LVP, the worst thing about season eight of Vanderpump Rules is that like we have a recently fired from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Lisa Vanderpump, who's really trying to ingratiate herself back as being like the wizened house mother of Vanderpump Rules, despite the fact that these people live in now million dollar homes. You know, it just doesn't really work the same way when none of them really work for you. And they also have a lot of money. They don't need you. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a strange little dynamic that she set up. Um, Their vows are really just about like Hooters 
and friends and you're my lobster. And can I talk about this? Can I talk about this? You know, I just, I don't often talk about people who piss me off, but he did it in such a public way that I have to say, you guys, even though he apologized, it's, and you guys know who you're in your Facebook groups. If you guys are in Whispering Aliens or Shut Up Mountain and hey, we're keeping this to each other, even though like I went off on him. So he knows how I feel. Bill Bulware. Okay. Y'all who are in those Facebook groups, you know that he is a present <laughs> an active member of these Facebook groups. He had the nerve after I talked about the wedding in real time on the main feed, he posted in that group. Oh, I just listened to a podcast cause I had a guest that week, by the way. And during, while we were talking about the wedding, he, the, my guest said something like something that insinuated that she did not understand that the, vows were about friends the show she thought they were talking that jackson britney were talking about friends like they're friends right so he makes a whole page about or whole post about how you know um this is a lesser podcast i was just listening to a lesser podcast and they didn't even know that the vows were about friends the show and why would you even have a podcast if you didn't know that? Like, first of all, shut up, nerd. Secondly, I knew. My guest didn't. And thirdly, shut up, nerd. Like, you don't have anything else to do than to criticize me in a Facebook post of thousands of people and talk about how I'm a lesser podcast and how, like, Keep that shit to yourself, you weirdo. And that's why I don't fuck with Bill, Bill Bulware. Even though I called him out and he apologized, I do not accept it. And I think he's trash. Okay? Anyway. <laughs> so, this is my beef. These are the beefs that I have with people. Like, I don't have drama really in real life anymore. Thank God. I've been a few weeks, a few years removed from drama. Um, these are the beefs that I have with people. Okay? <laughs> So it's fuck Bill. It's fuck Bill for life. Um, Stassi and Beau are together at this point. Stassi does not know that she's about to be proposed to. And she is really planting the seeds with Beau, who's trying hard to play like sheepish, um, floppy haired man number three. And he's like, oh, Stassi, we'll get married when we get married. I mean, so boring. So boring. Who cares? Why did I write it down? Why did you write it down? Um, Carter and Kristen are like, this is like the height of their fully manipulative weird. Cause we didn't really see Carter a lot until this season. And that was the worst possible season to have a heavily featured Carter because it's their relationships weird. And Carter is even more weird. He is basically, he has basically followed the crew to Kentucky because um, Jackson Brittany made it pretty clear that they did not want him there. Um, he wasn't part of the wedding party like Kristen was. He wasn't invited to stay in the Kentucky castle with them. And yet he followed, he stalks his prey, his prey being Kristen. There's a scene where Kristen and, and Sheena are talking about their relationship and how, you know, I just don't know. He, he tried to, you know, he wanted to come to the venue earlier, but I didn't want him here because I was going to be tied up doing my bridesmaid 
thing. And, you know, then they pan over and she notices, oh, Carter's in the parking lot. He's staring up at us right now. (laughs) He comes up to where they're at and they do this embrace. It's so long that Sheena's like, uh, I'm going to go get my hair braided. So bye. (laughs) It's very weird. Kristen says, you know, I'm, you know, Kristen starts talking about how she has allergies and he's like, you know, I've been telling you for two and a half years that you should use Flonase. Aren't you so happy that I went to the store to get you some Flonase so you could be better? And, you know, she's realizing stuff, right? This is Kristen's year of realizing stuff. And she says, I'm four and a half years into this relationship. I'm looking at Jackson, Kristen, Jackson, Brittany, who have just gotten married, you know, Katie and Tom are married. Saucy and Bo are very clearly headed toward that direction. And I'm nowhere near even thinking about getting engaged to this man that I've been with for several years now. Um, did that really help her? No, <laughs> because later we see that, um, Sheena has had the unfortunate, uh, task to have to share a bed with Carter and Kristen that night uh, Sheena makes out with a bald groomsman who I don't think we ever see his name but you know what he did the trick he did the trick they had the after party which was a you know, heavily Hooters featured after party um, there was a, a in sync audition that Sandoval has decided to involve himself in um, <laughs> He goes into full choreo during the the reception right in front of Lance Bass. And he seems to be having the time of his life. Jax is fuming because he realizes that the bartenders are charging their guests at the bar. And rather than like be like, you have every right to be upset about that because people shouldn't be paying for a cash bar when there was no cat. Like you've provided the alcohol your guests should not be paying for a cash bar. You should be getting upset about that, right? You should. Why he thinks that like going around and screaming at everybody, I spent a hundred thousand dollars on this wedding is going to solve the problem is beyond me. Who do we see solve the problem? Tom Sandoval, who has gotten wind that there have been several bottles of vodka that have been procured and that are just sitting somewhere else while people could be drinking the vodka for free. He handles it like an actual adult. He goes to a coordinator. He gets the cases of vodka himself and brings them over. Jax is like, yeah, okay, cool, man. And then he says in a confessional that Tom Sandoval would get a B minus or a C as a groomsman. Like he is just being a complete hater because he's so jealous and he's so mad at ariana he hates ariana he really wants to have sex with ariana and he knows he can't because she's smarter and she's significantly objectively better than him and so now he hates that tom and ariana can have the sort of relationship that he wants which is to not have to commit (laughs) but also to be in love genuinely in love Two things that he does not have in his relationship. And so he has decided to be a complete dick to both of them because of it. Mm -hmm. This was the only 
wedding episode in which there was a heavily featured storyline outside of the wedding, which really had to chap Jackson Brittany's ass. You know that they thought that they were going to be the golden children and that they were, they were angling for a spinoff and they really didn't even get a whole episode dedicated. I mean, the other ones had like two episodes and they got like really an episode and a half. And that's sad. The other storyline being Dana and Max trying to figure out whether or not Max cheated on Dana and then she broke up with him, but then she wants it back, but then he dumps her. Who cares? It's just funny to me that they really only got about 20 minutes out of this, (laughs) out of this whole episode for their wedding, their $100,000 wedding. Oh my goodness. What a dream. I mean, that's really it. Kristen says that she backslid. Like I said, we end up seeing Carter in the bed with Sheena and Kristen. Um, Jax is going on a tear because they have an 11 o'clock checkout and uh, he doesn't want to have to pay any more money for these people. That's really it, you guys. I have to, let's talk about who I can grade. Favorite overall wedding of the three If I had to be in their position, I would say I'd probably go with Tom and Katie. It seemed like they got the most out of their, out of the money that they spent. They had a full experience. They had a full, um, activities, you know, they got to go tubing. They got to, you know, be in the cabin all together with each other. I don't know why that's so fun to me, but I like it. Um, I think that Katie had the best put together look, shockingly, (laughs) because Katie's not known for that. Um, If we're going to say the best looking groomsman, I'm going to have to go with, you know, I respect that they all kind of didn't go super traditional. Like Mike wore a white tux with black trimmings uh Schwartz wore a green hunter green tux with the black trimmings and Jacks wore a kind of unique uh tux jacket I mean I have to take points away from Schwartz for bathing like Tom Sawyer in the river and refusing to take an actual shower and said he's just gonna slap on some deodorant and make it happen but I think he had the best look I think it went well with the decor. I liked that they really stylized that space next to a train track. <laughs> and I, I thought it looked, it, they gave like a full fantasy, a full, you know, like a fully encompassing situation. And nobody had to get up and clean or wake up early or anything like that. And also they had tacos the night before. And I know that Sheena had like her fajita and enchilada. I don't know if I want that in a wedding. Like I love Mexican food. I don't know if I'm like jostling around and drinking a lot and dancing that I necessarily want to have Mexican food on my wedding journey. I do love it. I just don't know how practical it is. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next week with another Bravo wedding. It's going to be Kim Zolciak's wedding. A wedding, honestly, of the Bravo weddings I find the most interesting. And yeah, 
I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.